Welcome to the Death Star, a New York Yankees podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm here with Matt and Dave, and we're here to talk about the New York Yankees like we do every single day. We are the only podcast that refuses to take a day off. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mark. I really... What's up, Dave? Yeah, guys, I'm ready for this game. I'm ready for talking about the game. I'm ready for the season to start. But let's just go over what we're going to discuss today on this podcast. Today, we're going to discuss about the Detroit Yankees game. Uh, I'm excited about talking about some of our young talent that has been able to uh, show up during these games. Uh, this will be fun to talk about. We're then we're going to get into our what we call our, our studs in the bullpen that played last year. Uh, the guys that we are super familiar with, we're going to break them down and tell you uh, who's going to be what we believe the long inning stretch guys, who's going to be the closers, who's going to be the setup guys. We're going to get into the details of that. And then we're going to talk game chat. We're going to make sure that we talked about everything about this game, Detroit game. Make sure that we feel good about the way uh, this game went. And then we're going to talk about opening day in the next few games that we're going to see opening day. We are excited to talk to you guys about that. So let's get it going. We talked about the starting pitchers yesterday. Um, and I actually forgot that we signed Tyon in the offseason, and he is going to be the number five starter, it looks like. Jonathan Loizaga seems, I, I was holding out hope that they would keep him as a starter and try to try to work with that and stretch him out, but it uh, looks like they really like him as a middle relief, late relief pitcher that can come in and pitch more than more than one inning if he has to, or he can just shut it down for an inning. So that's what we're looking at. Um, just uh, a, a refresher. We got Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber. Uh, yeah, Domingo Herman is going to be three, and then Jordan Montgomery will be the fourth guy. And to start out, it's going to be the new guy, Tyon. And uh, I really like his stuff, so I'm happy to see him in the rotation. That's going to be cool. It was not a big uh, splash of a signing, but he's really solid, and he could be he could be an important part of our rotation. Yeah, no doubt. The analytics department was very high on this guy, and they should be. And I'm excited to see what the uh, Yankees are able to do with him. What you know, Coach Matt Blake is able to do. Uh, these are the guys that we get excited about. We call them the unknowns of of the Yankees. Yes, they pitched for a while. But when you get into a Yankee uniform and you get the Yankee coaching and all that other stuff, it's interesting to see what's going to happen here for sure. Let's go ahead and start about the um, talk about the game. Uh, you know, as we're going through it, we're going to go inning by inning to let you guys know um, what you, the good things about each inning are. Um, and let's just start with the top of the first. Uh, uh, Garmin was pitching today. And he started off the game very, very solid. Uh, he did, uh, Reyes was up uh, first. Uh, he, on three pitches, got a single. Uh, Cameron up second, and three pitches flew out. Uh, the next guy, on one, two, three, strike, strikeout. And then we had Cabrera, uh, single to shallow right. And that was that. Next guy, Scoop, grounded out to third on six pinches. This is exactly what we need to have. I know his little um, rocky start. He left a couple guys on base, uh, but this is expected, especially because he missed significant time last year. I'm excited about how this started the game off. 
Yeah, I liked it. He he wasn't uh, his perfectly sharp self. He let a couple guys get hit, but uh, he was pretty much just so throwing strikes, which I like to see. He was hitting his spots, and especially on that last at bat, went to a full count and then before shoot grounded out. So nice, nice first inning by Glaber. I mean, <laughs> I just looked at Glaber's name uh, by Herman. And uh, let's, we can go now to the bottom of the first. We got DJ grounding out. Glaber had a nice at bat, didn't swing at the temptation stuff, and got himself a walk. Aaron Hicks grounded out. Stanton doubles, which is great to see. And uh, Torres was in position and able to score. So uh, one run on the board for the Yankees early. And then uh, Giorgio Shella had a strikeout. Yeah, and again, we're looking at this, and we're looking at the pitch count right now. Uh, LeMahieu uh, took five pitches to get out. Um, Torres walked on five pitches. Hicks uh, grounded out on six pitches. Uh, Stanton doubled um, on five pitches. And that, that rocket that he hit, that was insane. I think it was like 105 miles off the bat. Uh, he is, he was, he's amazing. Like, we're getting really excited. And then Urshela struck out in four pitches. But again, we took their uh, pitching staff, and especially in the first inning, we made him pitch 25 pitches to us. Uh, that is exactly what our, our guys need to do to be able to get into late in innings at that point. Exactly. If you can get um, the opposing pitcher to throw 25 pitches in an inning, you're on pace to have their starter out of the game by the fourth, which is perfect. Exactly. And that's what our Yankees are so good at is getting to the bullpen and destroying their bullpen. Uh, I'm really excited about the way that these guys are continuing to show their plate awareness and where the ball is at, the location of the ball. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, a couple of our guys uh, sitting back and getting uh, a walk when they should have probably swung at the ball. But I was really impressed with the way that they were able to sit back and enjoy being able to be walked and getting on base allowing us to be in a position to get a run. This is exactly what we need from team ball. Um, not swinging at every single thing that looks close is big because a lot of times those are balls, and it's really exciting to see our guys with a plate awareness that they're doing. That's right. That's awesome. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this, uh, um, the top of the seconds. Uh <clears throat> So um, Castro, he did a really good job at the plate. He fouled out on nine pitches. Um, Ramis, on two pitches, fouled out. On two pitches, uh, the next uh, batter on two pitches got hit by a pitch. Um, then, I love this guy's name. I really do. I feel like it's one of those names that you could get really jacked up about. Badu! Done, Badu. Like, that guy, that guy's name is perfect. It's the best I've seen for... Uh, a major league baseball in a long time. This guy's gonna. I mean, I mean, Detroit's gonna have a lot of fun with this. This will be fun. And Akil Badu, but does it? And he did it. He got a home run, and he got those guys to do well. And it was nice to see a young player do this. I, I know, I get it. We're Yankees fans, but whenever you see a young, talented player get a home run like this, it's spring training. You got to cheer for them, especially with the last name that you that he has. And then the next person I was up on one pitch, fouled out, and we were able to get out of the inning with minimal um, damage. All right, Urena takes the mound again for the bottom of the second. Jay Bruce comes up his first at bat, grounds out, took a few pitches. 
Clint Frazier had a nice at bat, was uh, showed a lot of plate discipline, took six pitches and ended up with a walk. Uh, and then unfortunately Gary Sanchez did uh, the worst, um, basically the worst thing you can do in baseball, which is ground into a double play to end the inning. So had one guy on base, not much happened. That's right. And uh, we're down two to one at this point, but um, Sanchez, Sanchez grounded out on the first pitch into a double play. Like what Matt said, it's the kind of like the worst thing you can do as a batter on the first pitch, ground out on a double play. Uh, to me, I was I was like, okay, you know what? Let's give Sanchez a chance. Take a deep breath. This is this is only spring training. I have faith in Sanchez and his swing. Let's just see what happens. All right, so we got the top of the third, and Yarmon came out and he was throwing fire. This is why I get excited about uh, this guy is because even though uh, we're talking about late in the inning, especially for spring training, you know he doesn't have much more time after the third inning. Uh, he came out and he was throwing heat. Uh, one, two, three, strikeout. Uh, one, two, three, four, ground out. And one, two, three, foul out. So this is perfect. This is what we want to see from our pitchers to get those guys. One, two, three. He got out of the inning with only throwing 13 pitches or with only throwing 10 pitches. This is exactly what we need. It was quick. It was um, accurate. And especially that he gave up on the last time a home run. He came out and he was focused and ready to go. That's right. Really good inning for him. Um, strikeouts are awesome. Everybody loves them. But unless there's people on base, really the best thing is to throw one pitch, have him hit it in play, and catch it. Then that you only have to throw one pitch instead of a minimum of three. So it's always more efficient that way. Which, which we saw in the bottom of the third. So Matt, why don't you tell us what happened in the bottom of the third? Yeah, we had Brett Gardner came out, grounded out. Um, DJ LeMahieu call out on strikes he normally gets it in place so that so that's not great for him and then uh torres grounded out and they threw how many pitches like six the entire inning yeah they threw seven pitches one to gardner and one to torres and five to lemayhu so that is what you yeah. were saying on the in the top of the the inning with um Yaman is you know that's not a perfect inning but it's pretty damn close and then what we saw right here and throwing a minimal pitch count, that is really impressive, especially getting two guys that know how to swing the bat really well um, off of one pitch. So, hey, here yeah, we go. U We're Urena saw uh, Herman's inning and uh, decided to one-up him a little bit. So, Yeah, and he did one-up him. It was pretty impressive. I'm excited to see uh, what's going on here. All right, so then we came in, and Herman came in in the top of the fourth to pitch again. Uh, he got one, two, three strikeout. Um then we've got uh, one, two, three, five, six pitches, and he got a ground rule double, and that was Castro. That's not something you want to see, but again, this is something that the Yankees are working through. Uh, Ramis was up next, and he went one, two, three, four, five pitches, and a ground out. Uh, he did a ground out on a changeup. That was a really nice pitch uh, from Yermon. I love it. It's something that we like to see, and it looks like they were able to advance the runner to third, and then came up. Uh, the next batter, one, two, three, five, uh, one, two, three, four, five pitches and a swing and strike. Yaman was able to get out of the inning without giving any more runs. So again, awesome job by him. He continues to show that he deserves to get that third starting spot. That's right. Uh, nice, nice uh, appearance by him with somebody in scoring position and getting the next two guys out, saving some runs. Um, I will say we'd like to be. Uh, um, 
accessible for everyone who is interested in baseball, whether you know a little bit or nothing or a lot. Um, so just real quick, the ground rule double is when you uh, the batter hits the ball and it come it lands in play like on the grass, but then it bounces out over the wall. So the fielder can't go get it, but it's not a home run either. So they just send him to second base and call it a ground rule double. That's awesome. how that that's how that all works. So yeah. Yeah, appreciate you pointing that out. Like you know, like you said, it's one of those plays that are freak things that happen to bounce. Uh, we've seen a lot of different this ball go a lot of different ways when it bounces. Uh, and it's always kind of frustrating, especially when the uh, um, left field or center field or right field guy that has a really good read on it and it bounces and it goes over the wall where they could have probably held the runner to a single base. But again, right. this is just the way that things go. And you just, you can't plan on uh, somebody hitting a ball that bounces off the ground and gets into the stands. Yeah, it's just the best they can do in that situation. So they work with it. All right. So bottom of the fourth, We're back up at bat. Aaron Hicks has a walk, only sees uh, five pitches. Nice. Stanton uh, gets another four, four ball, one strike inning. So Urena's uh, not controlling the ball as well as he had been in the last few innings. Uh, but then he got Urshela to ground into a double play. Uh, Jay Bruce walked, so there's still people on base. Um, Clint Frazier grounds out, has a decent at bat. Um, he hit it hard, but uh, yeah, no good. All right. So going into the top of the fifth. Top of the fifth. Here we go. We got, we got a new pitcher. We got a new pitcher out there, Green, and obviously uh, Yankees bench and Yankees coaching staff and manager recognized Badu is hot, so they decided to give him one of our awesome studs in the bolt from the bullpen to see how he did green stepped up and got him out uh, swinging on five strikes uh, and then Reyes hit a ground rule double to left so that was another ground rule double and that was off of three pitches uh, Cameron walked off of uh, eight pitches that is something that it's it's tough to see on eight pitches uh, he threw a lot of really good strikes or close to strikes that could have been called a strikes uh, anyways just didn't go his way um and then we have a uh, one-two ground out, and the runners were able to advance right there. And then we had step up Cabrera. Um, he hit a home run off of five pitches, and that, again, is something you don't like to see. But now they were sitting at, Tigers were sitting at five to one. We were down, and all of a sudden we come in and we pull in one of the guys that we signed this offseason, O'Day. Uh, you know, he is one of those sidewinding arms I really like him. I think he could really help our bullpen out. And he was able to get uh, scoop to uh, on two pitches and was able to get him a foul out. So that was really, really good job by O'Day stepping in and um, stopping the bleeding after we're down five to one. That's right. Uh, the uh, the old veteran strikes again. He's he's not the same person he was, but he can still hit it over the fence, and he's uh, a very smart player. And Chad Green, uh, I still have confidence in him. He's usually rock solid. He has, he concentrates his bad performances normally into just one, which is actually a good thing. It's fine to have one bad day if you have five good days. So, 
we'll see what we'll see what we get him out of him after the season. All right, we substituted a couple guys. Um, we're in the bottom of the fifth. Gary Sanchez, another strikeout. Unfortunately, he took a few balls, which is good. Uh, Brett Gardner grounded out, and then Tyler Wade grounded out to end the fifth. Yeah, and I felt like that was a really quick inning. Obviously, three up, three down. Um, it's not exactly the way we want to go. Um, but, again, this is spring training, so we're going to continue seeing young players get put in positions and, you know, veteran guys like uh, Gardner and Wade uh, be put in these positions. I love Wade. I love seeing how he's able to do things, and I'm excited about him having more of a role this year than he did last year. All right, so now we're pulling into the top of the six. Uh, we have Higgy, Higgy, Higgy. Let's just call him Higgy because everybody else does. Higgy uh, steps up to be the catcher and Lasagna <laughs> uh, comes in to pitch for the Yankees um, at the top of the sixth. And he was able to go five uh, pitches to Castro, striking him out. Uh, he got three pitches to Ramis, grounding him out, and four pitches uh, to the next batter, and he got him to ground out. So this was a really good job by Lasagna. <laughs> That's right. Really good indeed. Uh, we're starting to lock it down. Unfortunately, the damage, there's a lot of damage already been done. So our pitchers are going to try to hold together throughout the rest of the game and do a pretty good job. Um, but we'll, we'll see how our offense is. So uh, Tyro Estrada, one of the replacements for Gleyber Torres, came in. First at bat of the game. Had a nice at bat. Um, took six pitches but struck out. Aaron Hicks singled. So we got a guy on base, and we use a pinch runner, Greg Allen. I guess Greg Allen is really fast. So he's on base. Stanton gets called out on strikes, and then Arshella gets uh, out on strikes. So three strikeouts in the inning, one, one hit, no damage again. All right, so now we go to the top of the seventh. Uh, this is when uh, you know we, we start recognizing it's crunch time. We needed runs on the board, so I started getting a little nervous to see if we could do something. Um, so uh, bottom of the sixth, uh, we were able to get, I'm sorry, top of the seventh. We were able to get uh, uh, our pitcher King out there. Uh, this was really good. Uh, we put Lamar in left field, Alvarez at uh, first base, Duran at second base, Allen at center field, and Estrada at third base. Uh, again, Estrada is one of those guys that we've seen a lot in the minors. Both Matt and I have really liked this young man when he's been able to come up. He's an infielder, guys, and he moves around to any of the um, infielding positions. He's just very versatile and somebody that, as time goes on, we're going to see him playing a lot. So definitely keep an eye on Alvarez as things move on here. All right, so first up uh, for Detroit is Badu, and he got struck out looking again. Uh, that is, uh, he was able to do that. King was able to do that off of five pitches. Green um, stepped up next, and uh, he got struck out in six pitches. So King is really starting to come through. Um, next place was Cameron, and he lined out on five pitches. So minimal damage done. Uh, he was able to get one, two, three, uh, two strikes. Good job by King. That's right. Two strikeouts in the inning. We got a, I noticed we had a lot of strikeouts in the game, especially late. They started to rack up. Pitchers were throwing heat and throwing it over the plate. Uh, Alvarez, like you said, came into the game. He struck out swinging. Clint Frazier was called out on strikes. And Kyle Higashioka grounds out. So no damage once again for the Yankees in the seventh. And, and Higgy's pit, um, um, hit back up to the uh, hit to the pitcher was really a, a quality hit. I thought I 
to me, just sometimes pitchers are really good at fielding. And this is one of those situations um, just didn't go his way. But that's right. It was re- great to see. All right. Uh, Floral came in at right field. Again, one of our uh, young studs that we are really high on uh, throughout the season. Um, and Gill pitching for New York. Um, he got one strikeout. Uh, he was struck out looking off of uh, <clears throat> five pitches. And then Nunez was struck out uh, swinging off of five pitches. And then we have uh, Dingler that was up, and he was struck out on three pitches. So this is a really good job by Gill uh, coming in and going one, two, three, and sit the fuck down, Detroit. That's right. That was a beautiful inning by Gill. I'm excited to see what uh, we get from him this year because I think he's going to get some time in the majors. All right. In the bottom of the eighth, we had a man named Dingler come in as the designated hitter, which is very cool. Uh, Ryan Lamar for the Yankees was the first one up, and he struck out. So another strikeout. Uh, Tyler Wade grounded out. And then the young prince, Tyro Estrada, homers to put one more on the board. And uh, then Greg Allen grounded out to end the inning. But one more run tacked on for the Yankees. That was good. All right. So now it we was get a beautiful down. home run, too, I got to say. It was beautiful. Yes. Yes. And this is, again, somebody that we have to keep an eye on. Uh, the way that he's able to get the ball out, uh, he doesn't seem like he's very tall. But the way that he swings the ball is very, very beautiful. So it's something to keep an eye on. All right. Versatile defender, too. Exactly, exactly. And he's, I mean, again, he plays anywhere in the infield. We've seen him play shortstop, second, uh, and third now. So um, I'm sure he's probably played a little bit of um, first as well. But it seems like we're probably good on first at this moment. Let's go ahead and talk about the top of the ninth because – uh, this is when things got a little bit uh, um, sketchy in the, um, the first couple of uh, uh, batters here. Let's talk about it. Uh, we got uh, short to um, strike out swinging, but Wells was just brought into the game and the ball passed him. So uh, short was able to get to first uh, and there's not something, not much you can do about that. Short is really fast. I love his last name and he stole short stole second base. So um Short one this time. Short doesn't always win. Tall usually wins, but we won't get into that. All right. Next thing that happened after that was uh, uh, we got we gave him a walk off of nine pitches. That is something that we don't necessarily like to see, especially throwing nine pitches. Um, and then we were able to get uh, one, two, three ground out. And then uh, they were able to... Um, uh, um, Padres grounded out into shortstop for a double play, and they were able to advance uh, their se- um, um, second base runner to third. And Haas came in and struck out looking. Uh, no runs were scored. So g- going into the bottom of the ninth, we were down 5 2, uh, and it looked like we were going to definitely keep this fight going. I was excited because we were going to see yet again some of our young players get a chance to swing the bat in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, that was a really nice at-bat for Dustin Garneau. Uh, nine pitches and then getting on base with a walk. Uh, but Reggie McClain uh, fought through it. He didn't let it uh, shake him and got the next guy to ground into a double play, eliminating the threat. So, in the bottom of the ninth, we've got a few new replacements of our own. we got Anthony Siegler, 
who flied out to center. Ezekiel Duran, who I couldn't find an, an official page for, uh, except for the minor league. So, because I haven't heard him, uh, I was trying to do some research. There's not a lot of info, but uh, you know he looked good at the plate today. And then Armando Alvarez flies out to right fielder, and Esteban Florial flies out as well. So the strikeouts ended with our pitcher. At least they didn't strike us out in the ninth, but they did close out the game and got the win. And again, spring training, things like this are going to happen. We're totally okay with it. It's spring training. Uh, Detroit looks like they're a solid team right now. Uh, once the season starts, I'm sure that may change. But right now, they seem like to have a really good uh, opportunity uh, to do some good things. Um, like we said, we're going to talk about our young stunts, stu or our studs coming from the bullpen. Uh, I'm excited about this because, to me, our relief um, pitching staff was put together by Cashman, and it is beautiful. Let's get into it. We're going to only talk about the guys that are returning uh, this year that we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to get into. Um, let's go ahead and talk about our closer and setup because I feel like those two guys are obviously two guys that every New Yorker is very familiar with. And we're talking about Aroldis Chapman and Zach Britton. Zach Britton is going to be the setup man this year, while Aroldis Chapman is going to be the closer. Uh, this is the best duo in baseball right now uh, as far as setup and closers. Um, I'm really excited about it because it allows the rest of the relief pitchers to do their, um, to do their jam. Matt, who do you see coming out that's going to be a big-time uh, relief pitcher for the Yankees this year? Well, you know, we had the, the four horsemen, as they like to call them, uh, over the last couple of years with Chad Green and Adam Ottavino and uh, Britton and whoever else we had, and Chapman, I guess. But uh, there's, a, there's a younger four horsemen that uh, did pretty awesome today. The last four pitchers we put out from innings five through nine allowed no runs. They allowed no hits. They only walked one person, and they struck out eight in four innings. That is just pure dominance. And if you want to throw O'Day in there, he only faced one batter, but that's another third of an inning, and he didn't allow anything, just got a guy out. So beautiful yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and and this is why, again, we're looking at this as a, Cashman did a great job addressing our bullpen and making sure that he is letting our talented young players get um, opportunities to do things. So let's go through it. I think our uh, the next guy that we need to talk about is uh, Chad Green. I think he is going to be a big time um, coming into games. Uh, I love his pitch. I love the way that he's able to get guys out. And then Jonathan Lasagna, I call him Lasagna, and I, I know I fuck it up every single time. So Matt, Lasagna's cool. Lasagna's cool. All right, Jonathan Lasagna, I feel like it's going to be one of those guys that we will step in and pitch two, if not three innings if it needed, and uh, relief. I'm really high on this guy. I feel like he could be a big-time um, um, changer of the game. And then let's bring in one of our young guys that I'm really excited about, Nick Nelson. His movement on the ball is unbelievable. I think he is going to be one of those guys that you have to circle. If he can put in day in and day out, um, big time um, pitching, he could end up stealing a starting pitch, pitching job by the end of the season. He is one of those guys that I feel like the Yankees have done a really good job at helping him become a great pitcher. 
That's right. I like, uh, like there, we have a lot of guys like that. Nelson's one of them. He throws hard. He has nice movement. Uh, Clark Schmidt is currently injured, but he's another one of those guys that can throw serious heat and is perfect type of uh, closer, setup man, even middle reliever. Um, and then the four guys that, that played today, and even though Green didn't have a great outing, I still I still have a lot of faith in him uh, to come in in the middle of games and shut things down and throw some heat. Exactly. And let's go ahead and talk about, since these guys are going to be supporting our pitchers all year round, let's talk about our catchers real fast. Uh, we only have two catchers on the, um, um, on the roster right now. Um, that's Kyle Higgy. Uh, he is uh, a 30-year-old catcher that bats rights, throws rights, uh, and he's from California. We are really high on Higgy. He continues to show that he deserves to be on a um, major league roster. I get really pumped about Higgy. And then, of course, we have Gary Sanchez that right now is in a very funky um, slump. It's not a bad thing that this is happening right now. Uh, the coaching staffs, the batting um, um the batting instructor, the batting uh, coach, these guys are going to really work with Sanchez. He's going to get his swing back. He just needs more um, time at the plate. And here's the thing about it is last year, he kind of got dumped on as far as um, behind the plate and being a catcher. I don't think that's going to happen again this year. I think they're really going to focus on making sure that Gary Sanchez has a connection with every single one of these pitchers because I do believe that Sanchez and the way he's catching is something that's special. We have to continue to watch him. I know he's 28 years old, but his time in the league is very limited, and he is coming up on a contract year. He needs to do some big things for sure. That's right. Uh, catcher is a really difficult position. It's hard on your body. You have to have a good... Uh, backup catcher to be successful because catchers don't play every game of the year almost ever um, and Sanchez is no exception um, but it's good to have Miggy backing him up he's not the same type of player he doesn't have the same uh, threat at the plate that Sanchez does but uh, I've seen him hit some dingers he can hold his own at the plate and he's good behind the plate too he's great at calling Calling good games, uh, I think he and Sanchez have, have learned from each other. I know that Maggie has a really good relationship with Garrett Cole, and towards the end of last year, he was kind of his personal catcher just because they were clicking. Um, and anytime you can get something like that, you need to give uh, your starter a rest anyway. If he can be a Cole starter, I don't know if they're going to do that or steer toward that, but That'd be that's a good option too. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and break down our first few games. Uh, we have three series starting off the um, season. Uh, we play against three games uh, against Toronto at Yankee Stadium, three games against Baltimore at Yankee Stadium, and three games against Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. Those are going to be the uh, series openers. Um, our first game is April first, obviously. Our second game is April 3rd, and our fourth game, our third game is April 4th. Um, the ESPN game for uh, the start of the season is going to be um, definitely something you guys need to check out. April 1st, Toronto, 7.05 Eastern on ESPN. Garrett Cole is going to be the pitcher for this game. Uh, so Seth, something you definitely have to keep an eye out. The games that are 2-3 and three right now are lined up to be uh, Kluber and Yarman that are going to be pitching, followed by Montgomery. And then Cole is going to jump the line again because he does better off of 
five days off of rest, six days off of rest, whatever that is, he's going to jump the line again in Baltimore to pitch again. Um, and then we're going to see Tillon uh, pitch his first game on April 7th for, against Baltimore uh, for the Yankees, and then followed by uh, Kluber, Yaman, and Montgomery. So this is going to be a really interesting stretch right here. Obviously, Toronto is a very good team. Uh, they have young um, studs. We love to watch Toronto play, especially against the um, Yankees. And then we have a couple more games, uh, three games against Baltimore. And everybody is wondering if, if Tampa Bay is going to be all right without some of their major assets they had and they got rid of this offseason. We are going to talk about that when we are going to be playing against Tampa Bay on April 9th, 10th, and 11th. So definitely stay tuned. We are stoked about the first nine games of the season. It's going to come in. They're going to come be fast and furious because the first 10 days of the season, we have nine games. That's right. I, I like the division competition right away. Tampa Bay, they're the uh, defending champs, and they're a really good team. They're hard for us to beat. They're great competition during the season, fighting for the playoff spots. They're great competition in the playoffs. Um, they're fun to play. I like the way they play. Um, they use a lot, of, a lot of talents of a lot of different guys and just put it all together into one. And they're they're good at finding players who were cast offs, um, and uh, finding something they can use about them and making them successful. So that's always fun. Uh, I'm excited to see Tyon in his first start. I have seen a little bit of the highlights, but I hadn't watched a game, a preseason game where he pitched um, the whole thing. So I'm excited to see what he brings. I think he's going to be an important part of the rotation. Um, and then we got Baltimore. If uh, the pass is any indication, uh, Glaber is going to hit another, what, 20 home runs off of him this year alone? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. and It's possible. Let's just talk about Tillon because we haven't really mentioned this guy a lot. Um, he is one of those guys, his rookie season, he pitched uh, with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has always been very high about this young man. Uh, I say young man. He is 29 years old, so he's not that young. But he is uh, one of those guys that I believe that the Yankees analytics team and the Yankees coaching staff is really going to love how he pitches. Obviously, they gave him that pitching uh, fifth pitching spot right there because they believe in him. They didn't give it to him because he didn't earn it. He earned that pitching spot. He is going to come out there. I think he's going to be one of the surprise of the Yankees this year. So definitely keep an eye out for there. He pitched with the last four years with the Pirates. Um, 2019 was his last year pitching. Uh, he only um, pitched seven games before uh, he did something to his shoulder. I believe that was Tommy John's surgery that he had. Um, anyways, so it's been a little while since he's pitched. But coming in at the starting, fifth starting pitcher, this is going to be huge for him. The competition isn't going to be as crazy as if he was a second or third pitcher. So they're going to ease him into this uh, um, position right here. Definitely keep an eye out for this. I'm excited about Tillon. Til on, til on. Tie on. Tie on. The, the, the L's are silent. It's like French or something. All right. Tie on. Tie on. See, I can't it's even like do it. It's like tie on. Like tie on your shoelaces. All right. Now I can get it. I got it now. All tie right. on. All right. Cool, Thanks, cool. man. Yeah, I'm excited. He uh, he hasn't had... He, he's kind of... He, he didn't come up uh, to the majors at a young age. Uh, I mean, 24 is not, not that bad, but like you said, he hadn't pitched since 19, and then he only pitched 37 innings. He's gone over 100 uh, the years before that, and has had success. So 
I'm excited to see if we can, if he can be healthy, if Matt Blake can work with him and uh, give him a new perspective from what he had with his old pitching coach and uh, combine all his knowledge and put it together. I'm excited. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the last thing. Why are we here? Why are we here talking to you guys? Well, here it is simple. First of all, there is no other podcast that is a daily podcast for the Yankees. We're talking seven days a week, not four days and counting it as a work day, a work week. We're talking seven days a week. We're the only podcast that's going to come to you after games to talk about each and every game. That is our goal. We're not going to get into crazy analytics right now. What we're going to do is tell you about the game as they happen, and that way you know what to look for when you have an opportunity to watch the game or the highlights or anything else like that. So there is what we're going to be doing. I concur. We're here to be uh, we're here to be Yankee fans. We're here to look for positive things to feel good about. Um, I mean, I'm not afraid of, of calling things as I see them. If a player is not doing well, sometimes the best thing is for them to get demoted or or get replaced with somebody. Um, and that's always tough, especially if you like the guy. Well, it's part of the game. Um, but the you know the the New York media is massive. There's people from all all parts of it that approach it in different ways. They can be really tough on it. You kind of have to have thick skin. We don't. I don't want to be the the podcast that's making the players have thick skin. I want to. I want to you know get to know them better as people so that I can appreciate the, the team better. I think uh, I think I'd like to have a, a segment because I see news stories pop up uh, that are really cool about some of the stuff the Yankees players do to their community. So I'd like to, whenever I see that, I'd like to, like to bring that stuff up on the podcast too because even though that's not baseball, it's still the team and we still care about the players and the things that they're doing is really positive. So it's another reason to get excited about them. Absolutely. We need to make sure that we stay positive about this Yankees team. And anytime that we see something in the news that they're doing positive, you better bet your ass that we're going to be bringing that shit up. We love to see how uh, the Yankees uh, players care about New York City. And we are definitely going to be highlighting those things as time goes on. I am so thankful for you all for um, stepping in and listening to us today. We are incredibly excited to have a podcast, especially the fact is our name kicks ass. And if you are a Yankees fan, you know what I'm talking about. When Brian Cashman dropped that bomb of we are a fully functioning death star, right? That is who we are. We are a death star, a Yankees podcast, the death star Yankees podcast. That is us. You can find us on Apple on Spotify, on any major platform. We are here for you guys. If you guys ever want to reach out and contact us, uh, you guys can do so. We have a Twitter. Uh, We love to be able to um, talk sports. If you guys ever have anything you want brought up on the show, please bring it to us. We love to hear it. That's right. What's What's that Twitter, Mark? Yeah, that's right, Matt. We're on Twitter at Yankee Death Star. Yankee Death Star. Check us out. We are the Death Star. A Yankees podcast. We may not be experts, but we're fully operational. Yes. Yes, we are. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss our uh, bullpen or our starting rotation, our infield and our outfield. We're going to be breaking these down in the next couple of days as we get ready for April 1st, which is opening fucking day. Everybody get pumped. We're ready to go. Hell yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us for the Yankee Death Star. We're going to be back tomorrow like we are every day. Our goal is to give you fresh content on a daily basis, so we're great, so grateful that you took the time to join us. Come back tomorrow. We'll have a fresh podcast about the New York Yankees. My name is Mark, and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. Tomorrow, we'll be back. Thank you for listening.